Hey, this is episode four of a four-part series on how to get unstuck without starting over. If you haven't already, go back three episodes and listen to the first one, which is also called How to Get Unstuck Without Starting Over. Now, I've been studying what keeps people stuck (laughs) for over a decade now. And as human beings, we tend to get stuck. And when we do, we tend to focus on one thing. We latch onto it as the reason why, or if we could only do this one thing, it would solve all our problems. But I find that it's never actually just one thing. It's always more nuanced than that. There is one thing that is very clear, though. The reasons why you think you're stuck and the reasons why you're actually stuck are two completely different things. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. We've had something big, big project going on behind the scenes at Happen to Your Career for a while now. We've been assembling the largest collection of research on career happiness and meaningful work on the planet. And part of this is curating other research so that our listeners and our students and our clients can take advantage of it by experiencing our writing, our podcasts, our coaching programs. And also, we've been completing our own research. Now, this research has been fascinating and very revealing, particularly what has people feeling like they're stuck. Now, I got to tell you, at the time of this recording, the analysis isn't fully complete. It's a pretty lengthy project. It's going to go on for quite a while. But there are many interesting trends and observations that have stood out so far. One really interesting observation is the people who were missing flexibility decision-making mobility, or didn't directly see how their work was connected to helping others are much more likely to be unhappy with aspects of their current roles. These same people varied in how stuck they felt. But when you combined any one of those with people who had money stress or didn't feel like they made enough money on top of these challenges, people overwhelmingly felt stuck. Now, another observation is more mothers working, feel like time is a restriction and cite their kids as a reason for that. Well, fathers rarely or ever mention their children as the reason for a time restriction. Okay, regardless about how you feel about this potential societal double standard, one thing was really clear. Many of the reasons that people cite for what has them stuck are not the actual things that are stopping them from moving forward. That said, their perception of being stuck is enough to stop them from continuing to try. Okay, keep in mind, we're still crunching the data, but our initial observations are that this is almost the total opposite of the placebo effect. Okay, well, what does that even mean? Well, the placebo effect in medicine means that if you believe the medication you're taking is helping you, it works. It reduces your symptoms. We see that this works the opposite way too, especially as it relates to your career goals. The the same thing appears to be true here. If you believe something is stopping you in accomplishing your career goals, a lot of the time it does stop you in reality. 
in this episode, we want to break down some of the mysterious differences of why some people stay stuck and why others don't, and what are some things that you can do about it. Well, I have had some really horrendous health problems. It's been the last 20 years, but the last 10 to 12 have been exceptionally difficult, resulting in me needing to leave the workforce because I couldn't walk anymore and it was in tons of pain and bedridden for at least a year, probably closer to two. So I want to introduce you to Sarah Hawkins. It was a really bad, I mean, pretty much praying to die kind of scenario. And so I had eventually come to the realization that I will never work again. You know, I can't even walk and I'm in so much pain. It's not like a wheelchair would help. I thought about that. And so my husband had his own business. And so miraculously, I found a solution to my health problems. And it's a long recovery process, but I've already made so many leaps and bounds back to life (laughs) that I felt being called to go back to work. And so I had been helping my husband probably the last year or two in his business, but it's not anything I'm really interested in. It was just a way to help contribute to the, the family. But I was kind of at a place where it's time to go back to work out of the house. But it also gave me an opportunity to think about what do I want to do? Because I kind of had this unique time where I'm not needing to report to another job, really. I mean, I'm working with my husband, but there's a lot of flexibility in that. And so I had the opportunity to really just kind of try to figure it out. Because when I started trying to look for a job, Gosh, it was so disheartening. It was just so hard to get your resume in anywhere. And my resume I knew was too vague, but it was because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I just threw everything I've ever done on there to see if it appealed to somebody that could then approach me with an opportunity that maybe I would want, you know, because I didn't know what I wanted. And so it was really hard to tailor a resume. And so I started looking around trying to find services that could help me figure out what I wanted to do. And, you know, was reading all these articles on LinkedIn and Glassdoor and everywhere else, just trying to figure out what do I even want to do? You know, because the idea of going back to just being an admin was just so, I just didn't want to do it. it. (laughs) Yeah. It was just like, I told my husband, I know I need to, I just, don't want to at all, you know, and it's, that's not any way you want to start a new job, just something that you just are doing just to make ends meet and you don't want to do it. So that's kind of what started me on the path of finding you guys was I was searching, you know, I'd contacted a few resume writer people and just said, I'm looking for somebody that can help me figure out what it is that I should be doing. I'm capable of doing a lot, but I just don't know what the right thing is. And I need help. And most of them were like, oh, well, once you know what you want to do, we can help you tailor your resume. So I was kind of stuck. I didn't know where to turn, which was why it was so awesome (laughs) when I found you guys, because I was like, oh, this is what I need. I know this is what I need. And I don't know how they're going to get me there, but I believe that they will. So I knew I was capable of certain things, but I wasn't necessarily confident in my ability to do what maybe I felt like I really wanted to do. So I did the work of going through to figure out my strengths, which was awesome, but it was hard. There was a lot of times that when I first looked at a, at one of the tasks, I would just go, Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Wow. And so I really had to dig deep, I guess, 
and really just sit with it for a while and think about it. And when I was going to the grocery store, thinking about it, and when I was working, thinking about it so that I could kind of really force myself to answer the question as if I was in like a classroom or something and the teacher was waiting for an answer. (laughs) Like I've got to come up with something. And so I would start and then before I know it, their thing would be full or it would be multiple pages. I mean, it really made a big difference. And I really learned a lot about myself in terms of, I always knew I wanted to help people. Like that was something I, I knew was always something I liked, but it wasn't until I really looked down at all my jobs and all my projects and all that kind of stuff where we have to write down what was kind of the thing I loved about each of those yeah. that I saw the theme. Wow. I really like helping people. Like it's really important to me because that's the thing I loved about everything I've ever done, but I didn't ever really make that connection before. Even in our coaching programs, we see this again and again, and we haven't yet found a way to control for this in an experiment, but we've observed that when people enter a coaching relationship, or for example, our crew change bootcamp program with the mindset of, I'm going to make this work for me instead of the mindset. I hope this will work out for me. The difference in that frame of mind causes the first group to be more successful more quickly. Yeah, I know that blew my mind too, but it goes way deeper than that. It's not just about having that. I'm going to make this mindset work for me at the time of entry. It's actually all about training yourself to become the type of person who says, I'm going to make this work for me. So what does this even mean? Well, it means that it's not just about willing yourself once to make something work for you or telling yourself once that making massive change happen in your life is going to be something that you're going to do. Instead, it means that in addition to that, you must train and practice to feel like you have more control over your life. And when you feel like you have more control, often you find more ways to influence your life in the way that you want to. Okay. Why does this work? Why should this even matter? Because this sounds a little crazy, right? Well, let's break it down in a couple of ways to show you how this works. Let's start out with some of the use of the language that has directly come through our research about what people feel like is keeping them stuck. Here's some examples. What's stopping me is having the actual face-to-face connections. I'm waiting for financials to start a business. No one's offered me a job. Lack of time is stopping me right now. What do you notice about all of those? Yep, exactly. All of them are placing their focus on events that are external to them that they can't control. On the other hand, people who are rapidly progressing toward their goals often place their focus on things that they can control or can influence. In our research, this shows up in statements like, me, I'm the only thing stopping me right now. Or, I'm working on figuring out where I can be an asset to companies. Or, the thing stopping me is clarity. Clarity in what it is that I desire. Notice that even though all these statements are still about being stuck or what's stopping them from moving forward, these are inwardly focused. Scientists and psychologists call this inward or external focus your locus of control. This means that if you're more inward focused, you believe that you have higher control or higher influence over 
the situations in your life. If you are external focused, you believe much of what comes your way is determined by external forces. Now, the crazy thing here is that people who believe that they can influence a situation are often the ones that do. Well, people who don't believe that they can have an influence place their time and energy waiting on external factors. Now, as a fun fact, the name of this podcast and our company, Happen to Your Career, is about having a higher locus of control, or more specifically, taking control of your journey and your path. So how do you do that? So I actually started in-house marketing decades ago, and then eventually led to public relations, and I worked for a small boutique agency. I liked it at the time. It was exciting. It was new. I learned a lot made some fantastic connections and ended up staying in that industry for 20 years and eventually owning my own business in that industry. But it was in an industry that frankly was, is not very exciting to me. There are some things I like about it, but it's kind of vanilla and doesn't get very exciting. And it just, there was really no upward mobility. It kind of blustered to me at that point. And the thing that held me to it was the flexibility that I had. I was able to work from home and work with people I wanted to work with in, in terms of my own company clients were a different story, but the flexibility is really what kept me going. I was able to work from home, be with my kids while they were young, and that just really made a huge difference in my life. And it wouldn't trade it for the world. I mean, we had some amazing vacations. We had, you know, time at home with the kids. And so it really, and I still was able to kind of keep up with my career and have a role that I was content with. I wouldn't say happy with, but I was content with. And then, gosh, it was about, I think, 2000. 15, I really kind of started to realize, you know, this isn't really what I wanted to do. I had gotten so stressed to the point it had started to affect my physical health. I was having back pain and neck pain and all kinds of random pains. So then started worrying that I was sick and through this whole cycle and, and it was stress. It was just really stress. And so it really kind of took a hammer over the head to get my body to just had to say stop. For me to step back and say, nope, this is, I need to address it or I'm going to end up sick and miserable. And I really didn't want that. So it was a combination of that. And then I was doing some dabbling in some part-time work and that wasn't going where I wanted it to go. And I just had this moment where I was on a trip. I was doing things I liked. I was traveling. I was working in food and wine, but it, something still wasn't right. And I was on one of the trips and I almost just started crying as I was walking down the street. And this completely unlike me. I think the hardest part was convincing myself that I could do it, that I was smart enough to do it, and that I was capable enough to do it. Because I had been doing the same thing for so long, I had this doubt that I would be taken seriously in a different industry or kind of, because it really was an industry shift for me. So I was very scared about being taken seriously. And are they just going to think, you know, I am just some nut that just wants to do this just because, and I have no experience. That was the biggest shift, I think, in, in my mind that I had to, and going through the program, it really helped me to kind of outline all the, the accomplishments and all the things that I have done and look at them in different ways, that they don't just, I don't know which step it was, but where you have to list out all the things you've done. And then it wasn't just about stating your responsibility, but as a result of that responsibility, what came from that? What successes did you create? What impact did you have? And once I started to draw all that out, I was really kind of able to see, well, I could apply that to all these other different industries as well. It's not just this industry. And I actually have done a lot of things. And once I started to put it all down, it really kind of helped me to see that 
I do have value and can bring value to some to a new company in a new industry that I have ideas and intelligence and thoughts and I can apply it all somewhere else. But I think it was just getting over that fear of doing something different and doing something out of my routine and not something I had normally done or even thought about doing. So getting over that fear was probably the biggest shift I had to make. And I remember going through it. It would, when we had to write, you know, what's going to be the thing that derails you through this process? I knew it was going to be fear at some point that that was going to get me. And it did. I, there was I, probably a good three or four week period where I really just kind of avoided the program altogether. It was like, nope, no, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And just kind of started to go in that stop mode again and had a call with my coach. And after I hung up the call, it was like, I just felt that energy and excitement again. I was like, nope, I got to keep moving. Like I just have to keep the momentum going. It's when I slow down that the fears can start taking over my thoughts. So I just have to keep going. And I did. And it was shortly after that, that everything else manifested and the job offer and all this stuff. And it all came together very quickly after that. But again, those starts and stops and the fear can just really start to get into the thoughts and into the mindset when you're not moving forward, when you're slowed down, it's, it's easy for that to kind of take over and fill you with the self-doubt again. That's one of the things as we delve into the science behind this stuff that causes people to propel themselves forward and actually do things that they previously thought were impossible. And one of the things that you just said was it was the continuously moving forward and rolling forward that allowed you to move past the fear. And we talk a lot behind the scenes on our team about how do we help people build momentum and how do we get rid of all the things that stop them from building that momentum? Because momentum is the surest way to allow you to move past fear, but it's also when it stops the surest way to allow those fears to creep back in. And it sounds so simple, but, and certainly there's more to it than just that, but it's one big element that we've seen as people feel like they're moving forward and are actually taking steps forward, even if it's small and creating that momentum, it gets you there. Right. It, yeah. And one way or other, it may not be a straight road, but it's certainly going to move you. <laughs> when I read something somewhere at some point in all of my research, and it was something about you can't catch the wind until you hoist the sail. And that Ooh. just stuck with me. Like, I've got to have my sail up so that I can catch it. And I have to, no matter how small the step, I have to keep doing things every day, whether it's just updating my LinkedIn or contacting somebody that I worked with a long time ago that I can reach out to and connect with again. And just all those little steps, just even if it was just one thing a day to be able to kind of, you know, just putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving. And there are days that was hard. There were days, you know, you were faced with rejection and it made me want to go backwards. Like somebody would say, no, I don't want to talk to you about that. And, you know, you can't take it personally, but it, it's hard not to. Yes. <laughs> and so those types of things are in there too. So it's hard. You need to say, okay, nope, but I, but this other one worked. And so I'm just going to keep moving. Okay. So just like you heard in Christy's situation, there are things you can do, things that you can put your focus and attention on, on that help you begin unstucking yourself. What are those things? Well, here's three things that you can do right now. You can practice feeling in control. Now, this is different for every single person, but this can be as simple as when you feel overwhelmed or you feel like you can't have influence over a situation, sitting down and doing something as simple as making a list 
of what you feel like you need to do or what are the pieces that you can control or something that I do on a regular basis is actually asking myself the question of what are the parts in this situation that I can influence and focusing all of my attention on those. When you do this many times over a period of time, then it becomes easier and easier and easier. And then it starts to become a habit. And then you place more of your time and attention on things that actually matter because you can influence them versus worrying about the things you can't. Thing number two, you can develop a plan. It's overwhelmingly positive how much different people place their time and attention and focus and how quickly people are successful when they feel like they have a plan in place. (laughs) They don't even always actually have to have a plan in place, but when they feel like they have a plan in place. Now, of course, it's going to be better if you have an actual plan, but there's a couple ways that this can look in reality. Sitting down and making yourself a step-by-step plan in terms of what you feel like you need to do to work through the situation. If it's being able to get yourself a raise, if it is making a career change, if it is something much, much smaller, like having a difficult conversation, setting out the steps to be able to build a plan is going to make you feel better, but then it's going to be another barrier removed to actually unsticking yourself. Now, if this is something you struggle with, this is where a coach can be a huge help because they can help you develop a plan. Plus, a really great coach is going to be able to help you develop a plan that is going to be more effective for your situation than you'd be able to do on your own. Either way, now the last thing that you can do, thing number three, is you can practice building momentum. The way that you can do that is just like what Christy did. You heard her say earlier that building momentum, one small action every single day, and just holding yourself accountable to just one small action, it will move you forward. It will make you feel like you're more in control. It will also (laughs) move you forward in reality as well. Okay, if any of these are too much right now, get help. Don't stay stuck. Absolutely not. Life is way too short to be unhappy with aspects of your work and your career and the rest of your life. So if you don't know what to do or you want help being able to make this happen, drop me an email, scott at happentoyourcareer.com. We'll either point you in the direction of some of the resources that we have, or if you want to have a conversation with our team and learn the very best way that we can help, just put conversation in the subject line and we'll make sure that we figure out the very best ways that we can support you through this type of change, this type of transition, and ultimately getting yourself unstuck. It's what we do. It's what we love to do. We have so much more in store for you coming up right here on Happen to Your Career next week. I can't wait to see you there. Until then, I am out. Adios. Adios.